time, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends here at the Longbox Crusade. We are back in jolly old England in our recording studio set up at 221B Baker Street. You'd think they would treat this place like a national treasure, but they just let us come in here and record, which is nice of them. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me, as always, is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. How are we feeling today, Dr. Christatos? Oh, Jared, I am glad you asked. I'm feeling really good today. You know, we came in and got an early flight here to 221B, got some time to hang around, do a little shopping. I figured, you know, I'd treat you guys right. And so I brought some grapes and some candles. So I'm hmm. going to hand them out to you guys. And you guys, it's like you the time you brought us fudge, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, you remember that? It was good fudge, wasn't it? I don't remember that. Yeah. What happened? So, well, don't worry about, you know, why, why don't you just enjoy, I'm going to light this candle, we'll get the scent going here, you guys can eat some of these grapes, and then hopefully by the time we get to the pipe ratings, we'll be relaxed, you know, and we'll have a good time. That sounds suspicious. Also joining me is the Minecraft of my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull. Albrecht, how are you today, Jason? I'm waiting for the candle to go out. Okay, well, we'll move on and check in with our favorite constable, Delvin, the Dark Web, Wilkins. How do you do, Bobby Wilkins? I am very excited about this show, particularly given the main topic of the show. I'm glad you guys are with me. My posse over here. Yeah, that's right. You guys are my posse. And these guys over here, these are people who didn't think about an arsenic candle. I feel like I'm on the Arsenio Hall show. We were talking about Arsenio this. Arsenic. Arsenic. Oh. Two different uh, things. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, let's get busy. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment, your best choice for hard binding and special comics in your collection. The guys over at Omaha Bound do only the best in high quality binding, and they custom design those wonderful items that they bind. If you want to be like me, which is clearly fancy, you're going to want to get in touch with them. Now, they are on a hiatus right now from binding. They're all bound up with projects. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. You're going to have to check back with them to see about the binding. But OmahaBound.com is still open for business. You can go on there, see what they've got for sale, see what big projects they've got coming up. I know they're going to be doing some Kickstarters, things like that. Stay in touch with OmahaBound.com. We're going to help you do that. We'll let you know what they got going on right here on your favorite Longbox Crusade podcast brought to you by OmahaBound.com. With that, Pat, would you let any new listeners know? And if you are new, welcome. What's the show all about? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we will continue our indexing of all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes. 1954's Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, and get cozy by the fireplace. And let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't fall asleep in the tower room. Mm-mm. 
soothing, soothing. I could listen to that all day. You know, we don't have a ton of episodes left to listen to that. No, no we do not. And, uh, no, pick eight to go. A little bit longer for me to perfect my violin. Hmm. Eight. I said eight, not eight hundred. Ah. So you're not interested in me? Never mind. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Just move on. Stick to the accordion. I got it. I can, we can yeah. have you back in nine. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. I see what you did there. Hate. All right. Well, whatever. Delvin, what we got? We got a show here. Nope. That's Professor Frenzy. But we have an episode. Episode 31 was titled The Case of the Exhumed Client. The original air date was 13 May 1955. The director was Steve Previn. The writers were Charles and Joseph Early with guest stars Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade, Alan Adair as George, Judith Haviland as Sylvia, Michael Turner as Dr. Henry Reeves, and Alvis Maben as Elizabeth. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. If you hadn't watched this episode, we recommend that you pause here and go check it out on YouTube and then come back to join our discussion. And at only about 26 minutes per episode, it's not that big of a time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we would love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following homes. Pat. Hashtag I'm following homes. Jared. Hashtag I am following homes. Jason. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag I'm a following homes. Was that like Indiana Jones? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt very indie. Hashtag I'm following homes, everyone. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. In this odd case, Holmes is requested by name by the murder victim, Sir Charles. Sir Charles had it written into his will that his death should be investigated by Sherlock Holmes. He did this because he knew there were many people that would profit from his death, and he was kind of a turd. But Sir Charles's instincts were correct. What first appeared to be a heart attack was discovered to be arsenic poisoning. The most likely murder suspect would be one of his inner circle his cousin George, his sister Elizabeth, Dr. Reeves, and Sylvia, his lady friend. I've never really figured out what her relationship was in there, but hey, suspect nonetheless. Or was it simply the curse of the tower room that killed Sir Charles? Nah, it was one of the four in the inner circle. Can Holmes figure out which one before the killer murders him too? Is Watson the world's greatest door breaker downer? And will Lestrade track down those nefarious grapes? Tune in, find out. Okay, boys, it's time for highs, lows, what the... And we will kick it off with Delvin, the dark web. Meow, meow. I don't know if this is a high, low, or what. Let's go with what the. 
The what the was I was proud of myself in that I solved the mystery. I knew how they were being killed. It gave a pretty good glaring hint to me. Like, you know, when Holmes coming about and it sort of flashed out and it had that candle, I'm like, it's the candle. Uh, Okay, two things about this impressed me. First of all, the first time that I watched it, I didn't solve it, which Mm. I felt stupid the second time because of how much they lingered on that dang candle. Yeah. The other thing that impresses me is Delva, and I'm not making fun of him. He's admitted on the show he doesn't pay attention to things when he's watching this. That you solved this, I am highly impressed, sir. I give that a what, though, because I solved it. And I like at the end that Holmes was like, I didn't know who did it, but I knew how to draw you out. Like, yeah, good stuff. Maybe. Well, there was that scene, too, where he's like, bring the candle. I'm going to the tower. She's like, I'm going to bring you that damn candle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you've been chopping at the bit to say something. My thought on it was, I didn't know there was arsenic in the candle, but I was starting to think it's a small place. There wasn't a lot of air coming in and out that I thought maybe it was like suffocating of oxygen or something. The oh, way he was kind of falling oh. asleep and all that is the oh. thought I was going down. That's not bad. If the room was really well sealed yeah. and small. I was getting duped by the going. grapes. Yeah. Got, getting, yeah. The grapes will do that, man. No, I, really I didn't get wanted, duped by the grapes. You did not get duped yeah. by the grapes? Nope. I really wanted Lestrade to bust in with the guy who was the grapes from the old Haynes commercials. Remember that guy? Through the looms? Yeah, through the looms. That's what I meant. Yeah, through the looms. Weird side note, and don't ask me how I know that. That same guy did the voice of Sebastian the Crab and the Little Mermaid. How I know that, I don't know, but true story. He Kiss was also, the girl. Yeah, that guy, he was also the grapes from the Fruit of Loom commercials. True story. It's not a fun fact. It's just something I, all right, let's move on. <laughs> let's just move on to Pat. What's I'm your high, low, or what? underwear again. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, it's better down where it's wetter. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. This show took a turn. Save us, man. What's your high, low, or what the... <laughs> I'm going to give it a high with this one. It, it With this mystery, I was really into this one. I was trying to figure out, what's going on? Is it the grapes? It sounded, you know, I could see poisoning and this could really happen. And then, like I said before, I was kind of thinking the candle was suffocating the air, carbon monoxide poisoning or something like that that was kind of happening to him because I'm like, well, I didn't see him eat any grapes or at all or anything when Holmes went into the room. So... I was like, well, maybe it's just because lack of air or something in there. And the way it was kind of like, <sighs> he was gasping and, and that. So I really enjoyed trying to figure this one out. And they had a, a good way of using the flashback. Now, your point is well made, though, Pat. This was an episode that I would call riveting. Yes. I was riveted. I don't, how about you, Jason? You're riveted, and then you can roll right into your higher low. Parts of it had me riveted, and then there were some parts of it. It's like, I guess we're going to watch this candle go out in real time. (laughs) (laughs) It was some glorious use of padding to fill up the episode, but Mm -hmm. they were like, we'll use it to build tension. And it kind of worked to me, but then at some points I was like, like, okay. I think I might have time to go make myself something to drink here before it comes <laughs> out. You go out to the kitchen and go look at, yep, we're still at the candle. <laughs> yep, And then they're looking at each other. Yeah, but I mean, parts of it were very riveting. I was kind of with Delvin. I'd figured out the candle bit, so I knew what he was doing. I knew the strategy he was trying to break the whoever it was that did provided the candle. He'd even figured out. He knew who it was. I don't even know why I went through all that. I think she said. Candle got arsenic in it. You did it. I'm out. <laughs> you know, but for use of tension and dramatic effect, it was cool. You know, Holmes is a completionist. Like, yeah, he, he solved it, and he could have said, "Yep, okay, definitely murder by other means." And here's why. And 
just left out, but you know he had to know who did it. Well, he knew. He knew she provided the candle. I mean, it just, but it's cooler because he not only solved it, he made her confess herself. So basically, it's an ironclad case at this point. I think for me, though, I'm going to give a what the, because what was Sir Charles thinking? If I'm a guy that's kind of a turd, and I'm pretty sure that somebody's going to want to off me, it's a very good idea to have it in your will that Sherlock Holmes will investigate your murder. It's an even better idea that everyone knows it. I would not keep that to myself. I'd be like, Uh, hey, dicks. (laughs) Anybody touches me, touches me. You going to jail, son. Got Sherlock Holmes. Fine. Sealed. Your delivered. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of a life did you lead when you needed to put that in your will? <laughs> Let's go to the top of the batting order back to Delvin. What you got, buddy? I'm basically out of stuff. We've already discussed the high points of it. I do want to mention that the whodunit mystery was great. I mean, we haven't had bad ones recently. They've all been enjoyable, but I like that classic whodunit mystery. And first, he had to figure out why the tunnel or whatever that room, the tower, was causing the murders. He was pretty sure about it and worked out the thing with Watson, which saved his life, thankfully. And But then there was that mystery of who did it. And I like that, as I mentioned before, that he didn't know, but he knew how to apply that pressure. And I thought that it was well done to have that very pregnant pause in there to where it's like, yeah, well, we're just going to sit here until like, I guess we all die or something. She's like, no, 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 no. It was, I, I did. You are trapped in the turret. <laughs> trapped in the turret. <laughs> <in the turret. laughs> it was kind of like the big mystery, but then like that mini mystery as well. Very well done. Very good episode. Taking it back to pets. For my second uh, notes that I got here, I really liked the moment between Holmes and Watson. When Watson's like, Holmes, are you sure? Can I stay with you? It was a tender moment. I like that. I'm with you there, and that really yeah, brought that brought me more into it too. I'm like, oh wait a minute, something's going to happen here because then they go into Holmes kind of sitting there, and they're both him and Watson are kind of dozing off, and you're like, and you're like, Watson, don't doze off. No, come on, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. do it. Stay awake. You're going to lose your buddy. What's going on? So I really thought that helped build up that moment and that time. Then Watson's like, you know, I'm going to go check on him, see what's going on here. You could tell too that he didn't want to leave, even when he was walking out. The actor did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like all, there's just the whole buildup of we've watched them grow so much together. It was mm-hmm. really, really good moment there. Touched at my heart. Yeah, it was a good moment. Good moment indeed. All right, Jason, what you got? Round us out. I'm going to go with a high on this one. I think it's a high specifically for Watson, but also a little bit of Holmes in preparation too. Once they'd figured out that the arsenic was the cause of death, using Dr. Watson's medical skills to administer an antidote and to have the foresight to have an antidote prepared was super smart. And I think really demonstrated Holmes' ability to plan ahead and Watson's ability to save the day and demonstrate his medical knowledge. I thought that that was very interesting and definitely a high for me. Definitely. Very cool. Very cool. Anybody got any more burning eyes or lows? Hey, oh. <laughs> I just got one is... Ah, I knew we could count on you. <laughs> I kind of went through my list already and, and get a lot, but the other thing that comes to mind is just, you got all three together again. Holmes, Watson, Lestrade, and just how Holmes plays Lestrade. Just let him <laughs> go on and... Uh, 
Looking for grapes. Yeah. You go on with that. You go on and then you keep them guys all busy down here. Well, then I'm going to come in and prove you wrong because, you know, I'll let you go for hours and hours on that. And then I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's typical Holmes. But it did have a purpose. Yeah. I think he let Lestrade know what was going on with it. He didn't just have him spinning his wheels. Lestrade did what I think an inspector should have done. He had a pretty solid lead. Had the grapes. The grapes are strong enough to cover up an arsenic taste. That arsenic was used to poison. And this person is the one who went and bought the grapes. grapes. That makes sense. That is a plausible theory. But with Holmes, it's never that cut and dried, right? There always has to be something a little askew. So, But I I like how Holmes didn't treat Lestrade like the help there. He told him. Lestrade did what he should have done with the investigation and even threatening Scotland Yard to come in because all of that added heat to the the end. Heat, candle. I didn't mean to do that. But you know what? I'll take credit for it anyway. And yeah, so it, it all added up to that. Definitely brought the fire. Someone's arse was going to be in the fire. Anyways, yeah, sounds like we all kind of enjoyed it. Let me run through a couple of fun facts for you. First of all, this episode is loosely based on the Doyle's story, The Devil's Foot, which I'm certain Jason has seen the Jeremy Breton version of. So any quick thoughts, Jason, on how those stacked up? Well, I think that the Devil's Foot and the Jeremy Brett one was definitely a little more dramatic, not quite as lighthearted as this one. This one had a little bit more entertaining value. Part of the thing about the Jeremy Brett series, and I, I love them to death, is that they have to fill an hour episode. And the <laughs> devil... fill... Sometimes you can feel them filling those 52 minutes. Yeah, The Devil's <laughs> Foot was one of those that probably would have been better as a half hour episode. And I think this one proved that to be the case. Because even this half hour <laughs> was like 10 minutes. Of... <laughs> Watching that candle. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the word. Somebody's going to break in 10 minutes. And it was almost me. I was almost like, <laughs> I, did I did it. I did it. I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. Okay, quick question around the horn. This episode starts off with a funeral. Remember, it's Sir Charles's funeral where he has his will read. It starts off with a funeral, and there's a priest presiding over said funeral. Did he look familiar to anyone? Back to mind not having details, I will pass it off to Jason or Pat. It's particularly disappointing for you, Delvin. That might be a clue. Was it Wilkins? Ooh. Yes, says the actor K. Richard Lark who plays really? Wilkins. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I got duped again. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Double dupe. Double dupe there. Triple dupe. Triple dupe scoop, man. Yeah, our old friend Constable Wilkins, that actor, played the priest that was presenting a funeral at the beginning. Is there anything that man can't do? (laughs) Absolutely not. I still love his first appearance where he hangs out at Holmes' house all day. Yeah, still the best. He's helping him with experiments. And the strange like, where have you been? (laughs) I'm paying you for this. I've been here all day. Oh, anyway, those are my fun facts. And so the next thing we must do is bust out those pipes. One quick thought about the Jeremy Brett Devil's Foot one that just popped into my head, though. In the Jeremy Brett series, it was one of those episodes where he lets the killer go. No, sometimes Uh, he does that. mm Mm-hmm. Yep, because the hmm. person that died kind of had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holmes, so how do we put it? He cares more about justice than the law? He has thing. a quote in the Jeremy Brett series. I'm trying to remember. I'm going to paraphrase it. He says, we have to rely on the law because justice is often too elusive. Hmm. Fancy. Deep. During Jason's additional comments, did anyone's pipes go missing? I wasn't watching Pat. No, I didn't. Our plan worked, Pat. I distracted him. You got (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Yes. 
I love it. Here, you guys, hey, eat some more grapes. <laughs> get closer by this candle. Let's all just, you know, let's take this moment in because we're, there's not going to be many more of these left, guys. Just breathe you know, deeply just, by the candle. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Let's just breathe in. <laughs> uh, Use the candle to light your pipe. At <laughs> this point, he's trying to murder us for pipes. This is not on the way right now. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, let's start rating this thing on a scale of one to five pipes. Five means you love this episode. Four means you thought it was very good. Three is good. And two is just okay. And one, I did not like it. Let's go with Pat. Far be it from me to kind of keep my pipes all to myself. You know, I really enjoyed this one. So I'm, I loved it. I'm giving it all my five pipes. Ooh, wow. Nice. Cinco. Yep. I'm willing to let this one slide. All right. You know, we got a, a high, high bar set. I'm just enjoy that, you know, breathe in that candle. <laughs> just still trying to murder us. Sent it. All right, Jason, you're going to meet that bar. You're going to go under that bar. You can't go over it, but you can meet it or go under <laughs> it. What are your choices? I'm going to have to go a little bit under it. I'm going to give it a four. I was really excited to get a whodunit after our last really fun little escapade. The road trip to Paris was fun. It was good to get a taut thriller, a whodunit. That was interesting. I solved it kind of early, and there was a couple padded scenes in there to keep it from a five for me, but definitely an entertaining episode and a high bar, although not quite as high as Pat's. So I'm going to go with four. All right, Delvin, are you going to be, well, which team are you going to make two cool guys? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jared. I'm glad you asked here. Here's the funny thing. I watched the episode and usually I watch the episode and like right at the end, you know, the credits starting rolling, that number pops in my head of what I wanted. And that happened in this case. But what I was also thinking was that I could be influenced. And I was like, well, if I were to go last, if both Pat and Jason both gave it fives, then I would not have stood in the way and I would have given it a five as well because I would have just taken that positive vibe and wrote it right on in. But in this case, since Jason gave me the out with the four, I'm also going with the four because that's the number that I originally landed with from the start. It was very good. I enjoyed it. And I was definitely on the seat of my seat about who it was that was going to be the killer at the end. And I like how Holmes drew her out. Very good mystery. It's a four. All right. And that just leaves myself. And, you know, I can't leave Pat alone. I'll Ooh, go over to Five you. Island. I, I yeah. liked it a lot. I, I'm still mad at myself for not solving it the first time I watched it. <laughs> you know, I feel like it, it absolutely. I got duped, you know. I got, I got, I got that's duped. why I'm making out with Pat. I got duped. I don't know. Maybe my brain wasn't in the first time I watched it, but yeah, definitely the second go around. I, I like the tautness of it, and like Jason said, I think it was good to bring it back to that taut homes after the the romp homes that we just had. So I'll I'll go in on the five with you. Pat. Half of us get up now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> everybody, raise your hands. Look up in the sky. Woo! And just take one of this one over here. And what about you, listeners? Hey, go, he's taking pipes. He's taking it's just these two. It's okay. Two uh, losers. I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't care. Two sore guys. I'm going to take your pipes. Uh, you don't what? deserve these pipes. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> uh, let's let our listeners chime in on that. Uh, do you like it to the tune of a four? Or are you going all in with a five with me and Pat? Two cool guys. Jason and Delvin, or you could go to the five, or, you know, maybe you thought it was a three, maybe a two, maybe a one. We want to hear from you. Please comment over on our social medias at Longbox Crusade and hashtag I'm following homes. With that, let's get to our 221B mailbag. 
We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. <laughs> love, it, love it. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardsaleartist.com, early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, raffle prizes, so much more. These are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Ow. Anthony from TFU.info. Thank you very much, Albert Nelvis. Phil Beer. Blast it or stash it. Your choice. Well, if you're going to blast it and stash it, you might as well buy a buster it. Braxton Underwood. Possibly zombified Clinton Robinson. Wait, this that joke is early. That's okay. It still works. <laughs> David Collins. That's his Christian name. We call him Battle Wagon. The Duchess. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven, every minute of it. Come on! I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Jose Poyo. Josh Strickland. Slackers! The monstrous Mark Hatherley. The best part of waking up is Maxwell Traver in your cup. That folders? It works. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda W. P to the A-U-L. H to the I-C-K-S-S. Paul Hicks, Paul Hicks. S-S, Paul Hicks. Rick of Jeff and Rick present. Rob Morgan. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Timmy. Tim Price, come on down. Toronto Cup. And one-time donor Bradford Morin. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Just remember, we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if your recent edition, we'll be adding you soon. But no worries. You can let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? In all actuality, it's very simple. You go to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as one buck a month. You'll get access to the amazing world of Crusaders Club. Come check it out. We have a lot of fun there. We offer a lot of additional material there. We got review shows, more review shows. Yes, yes, yes. Newsletters. Did you mention the review shows? More review shows. Ah. Delvin and I. Polls. I mean. Yeah, yeah, we got Any country. Oh, you mean. Okay, not people from Poland. I got it. Right. Yes. Polls. You can. Show content. Delvin and I watched the Star Wars holiday special for you people and did a commentary track. On it. You owe us. <laughs> you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to watch them have to watch the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, listen, if that's not worth a dollar, I don't know. Why. <laughs> if you're a Crusaders Club member, I'm going to need you to bump it up by a good six or seven dollars a piece right now because of that experience. <laughs> But seriously, folks, we do have a good time there. It's only a buck a month. But if you don't have that extra scratch laying around, you want to help us out here, take a moment and review this podcast on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Those reviews go a long way, and we'd love to hear from you. True story, Jared. That Star Wars holiday special, I begged mom and dad to let me see that when that came out. And what was that, 79, 78, 79? Something like that. 78. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I watched it. I begged mom and dad to let me watch it. I watched it for real, sitting as a eight-year-old boy, just wanting to see Star Wars. And I had my heart broken. <laughs> it's one of those things where like dad beats you with the belt afterward. And you're like, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> <Any> harder. <laughs> I don't feel enough pain. <laughs> 
Oh, it had its ups and downs. A lot of downs. Uh, anyways, we did that for you, people. Um, anyway, leave us a review. Well, let's get into that mailbag. Let's see what we got as far as shares, likes, and retweets. Uh, kick us off, Jason. I'll start us off with A.S. Bandera. I'll go morning, noon, and night. You get Aaron Head Moss. And uh, yeah. not just credit card. Look, my whole wallet with Al So, gotta get it. Yeah. 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 And Helica Fitty. Hey, you, Margaret. Where you go, hey, you, Margaret? Bob Gruitt. Oh, well, gentlemen, it's my turn. Chris at BTO and Bad Bugs. Let it Bringing in the trumpets. Tuba? Oh, trumpets. Got it. Christopher Owlett. Clinton Robinson. Coffee and comics. Our official ambassador, Courtney Holland. Daniel Johnson. Deepak Rao. Eddie Bobbin and Weaven. Fan Film Fridays. Gene Gene, the podcasting machine, Hendrix. Jerry Green. Green Lantern. HG. Hal Jordan. Indrajete. Ivan Chudley. Joseph Hughes. Kevin Dale Duncan. Mark Yelton. Max Traver. Newell Embley. Philip Packer. Professor Frenzy. That's a show. Ree SV. Rick Heineken. The lovely Ruth Sutherland. Sakiati Chakaborty. The Hammer Strikes. Random geeky stuff. All right, give me a beat. Hey, no. Unpack the power like a power pack. You can't unpack the power of the power pack. That was my best oasis ever. <laughs> and finally, Vishal Gurong. All right, let's get into the mailbag for some comments. I guess it's your turn, Pat. What you pulling out of there? Well, let me tell you what I'm going to pull out of there. I'm going to pull one from Unpacking the Power of the Power Pack because Power Pack Power can't stop. Unpacking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Rick says, there I was standing at the airport, passport, visa, and luggage packed. Well, of course it would be packed because that's what he does there. He packs it and he unpacks it, puts puts a little power in it, packs it up again and unpacks it again. Anyway, and there went LBC crew to France without me. No! Sakurai Blue! I'm going to take one here from Courtney Holland. She asks, have you guys seen Enola Holmes yet? Going around the horn, who's seen it? Who's checked it out? Enola Holmes, Netflix, Negatory. Miranda has. My wife. Okay, thoughts from Miranda? Anything? I'd have like to ask her she is not here at present, Jason. Okay. All right. I haven't seen it either, but uh, I just finished the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes, so maybe that'll be my next stop to get my Holmes fix. Perhaps next time, Jason, you can provide us an update on it. Give you a quick synopsis. No comments from Jared. You beat me to the joke. All right. Well, that's fine. (laughs) I got a comment from, I think, first time commenter, Re SV, who said, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. A lot of thumbs ups. We appreciate it. First time commenter on Facebook. Welcome to the Long Black Crusade family. So I will take care of the last two. One from Fan Film Friday's podcast, Mr. Clint Robinson, who says, at least now I know who Mary Jane was on the phone with, but Please tell her to stop using the basement for her language lessons. Nobody needs to see that. The effort you put into the Mary Jane phone bit was c'est magnifique, Pat. That was very funny. Yes. Very enjoyable. Absolutely. 
And one from a longtime listener, definitely not first time commenter, GLHG, who said, great episode. Is it me or the episodes where Holmes travel seems to be better, even with the French beauties? Ooh la la. I mean, he used a smiley emoji with the hearts, but I was translating it for you. He said, don't tell Aura. And I got to give it to Chris. Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. What? What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. the again. Well-tied microphone muting <laughs> uses microphone muting powers <laughs> alright I've unmuted you can read it for real <laughs> and I gotta give it to uh, Cristados Jared and it's on mine or I gotta light my pipe somehow don't mess with Pat that's, that's right Pat. boys that's right when he's like that, he's tapped. I'm tapped. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I am glad you ask. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. You can also find it at www.longboxcrusade.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. And if you want to hear us uh, play around in the world of James Bond and James Bond-like films and media, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? You can find that on iTunes, Google Play, and most all your podcatchers. You can go directly to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com, Twitter at OHMSpod. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Delvin Kick Us Off. I can be found on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y 1977. What about you, Pat? Well, Devin, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01, and I'm going to pass it over to my cuckoo guy, Jared. Where can they find you? Well, Pat, I'm glad you asked. You can find me at Yard Sale Artists. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, and YouTube. It's all Yard Sale Artists. Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffle, Join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Get your utility belt stocked up and find the boy wonder because our next episode will begin our journey through the 1943 Batman serial. We'll see you next episode for Chapter 1, The Electrical Brain. The meetup location? Gotham City. 